Welcome to The Working Ants with me, your host and coach, Rami Balut. I'm going to share with you secrets and strategies you only wish you knew years ago to accelerate your career today. This is practical stuff, no fluff. My mission is to create a new generation of leaders that brings out the best in people. This is where passions and profession yield profitability. Welcome to The Working Ants. Welcome, 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 welcome. I think we can go ahead and get started. You are the manifestation of an emotion in human form. You are an idea. You are a thought. You are a truth. And so how can we move the perception in which you view yourself onto the perception reflected and others. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about creating some clear excitement in our conversations, how to develop quality and meaningful like connections, deeper relationships, through much of which relies heavily on our perception. There is a clear correlation between how we feel about our personal lives and how we show up in conversations. Now, whether these are conversations like meetings at work, uh, whether they are presentations, pitches, networking events, or interviews, how we perceive our sense of self, our capability, and our present personal value affects the quality of the conversation and inevitably in this particular case the outcome that we're looking for the perception of ourself is directly correlated with the perception others may have of us even if it cannot be described with direct feedback and here what i basically mean by that is you know many of us are looking for feedback in an interview that didn't go well or in a presentation that really didn't yield that sort of, um, or translate into the action that we wanted the audience to take. And we're looking for direct feedback. We send out surveys and uh, we're thinking to ourselves, okay, I'm gonna get direct feedback here in some form or another describing why it is it didn't yield the outcome that I may have intended, but sometimes that cannot be described with direct feedback. But make no mistake about it again, you know, you are a living, breathing, permeable, and ever-changing emotion in human form, an idea, a thought, a truth. Now, this is not to say that many of us here have not been really great at masking and misleading others into believing something otherwise. But for the most of us, we reveal obvious clues into why the hard work and preparation for our performance is not received or valued in proportion to it. In other words, for those of you currently employed today, you may not, you may not realize this, but it may not be the question of quality in your product or service offering that is not yielding the outcome, the intended outcome or goal. It may be the affiliation it is 
to the driver and creator, right, of that product and service, which obviously in this particular case, meaning you. Now, in past talks with one another, we mentioned likability and relatability. That, of course, has a lot to do with what may be holding you back. But in our talk here today, we're going to highlight another area you may have fallen short-sighted of or blindsided of in acknowledging this fact. And not because, by the way, you wouldn't want to, but because you simply have not been directed to see it. You know, our frame of mind is riddled with bias from what we are subjected to every day, the information we receive, deliverables we're expected to supply to the many decisions we make under the false pretense of free will. How you feel about yourself in this, pre in this present moment affects the narrative, who, by the way, is created by the narrator. And uh, just in case you're wondering, that's obviously you again. But you know, how, how you feel about yourself affects the narrative and how you view opportunity, how you react to external events, and in essence, how you interpret what is yet to become the future. And this is really powerful stuff because, you know, it, it has so much to do with it. And, you know, time and time again, I can't help but ask myself when I'm having consultations or, you know, my relationships with my one-on-one -on -one clients that, you know, I have to wonder if a lot of what has transpired that has been different than what they intended was a direct correlation to how it is they felt about themselves, their relationships, their future, some of their drivers and values of basic human needs, right? And I tend to wonder at times, like, is it because of, because of that perception? Is it because of that belief system that they have that may be affecting their ability to succeed? And it has a lot to do with, many of times, how it is we view our past, right? What actually took place prior that we depend on and rely on so much to determine what's going to happen in the future. And while that couldn't be further than the truth, meaning we can't predict simply just because of what the past told us what the future is going to hold, although it's a nice compass and guide at times, it very much doesn't matter in this particular case as much as how it is that we feel about that. So if we feel a particular way where well, we can't argue with an emotion, right? We can't argue with an opinion. We may argue with a fact, right? You know, and say like, this was an actual fact. This took place and this is the reality of it. But we can't really argue with how it is someone feels about it. That's just based on how, how they feel about it. Uh, we can't go in and just say, you know what, the way you feel about it is different than what you should feel about it. Well, the way they feel about it is an emotion. It's an opinion. And that's much, much harder to change than the actual fact that I'm sure most of you listening to me today will agree. But we cannot argue. I cannot argue, you know, in my in my day-to-day, -day, that when someone feels a particular way about a situation, so much of it actually is reflected on how it is they feel about themselves, the narrative that they give to life events, the narrative that they give to things that are really yet to transpire. I can go on and on about different clients, but I'll mention you know someone in particular that I spoke to last week who had been in a particular role for 
a little over seven years, had never once been promoted, never once been promoted. And he was angry. He was frustrated. He was, you know, taking the approach in that particular moment to literally write down everything that he needed to do to get promoted from his manager, meaning like, how could he like tick all of these boxes? And despite actually doing so year after year, he still wasn't able to get promoted or he still wasn't promoted. Let's just say the reality, he just wasn't promoted. And so naturally he was going to be extremely frustrated. And he was a nice, nice person, nice person, but, but angry, angry and frustrated over the cards he was dealt. And he almost, you know, had a view of, if I were to interpret it implicitly, at least, that no matter what he did in this particular role, no matter how much success he actually achieved, no matter how better off the organization was today as a result of his direct impact and spearheading particular campaigns, projects and initiatives, he simply was not going to get ahead. Something was going to happen where he was going to get either a new manager or someone who he was reporting into, or at least his peer was backfilled by someone else who then surpassed the expectations of their common manager. And that person was promoted or given more impact, more influence, more scope while he was left behind. And so... The issue here really was not how much, you know, tools and expertise and, and function he actually needed to succeed, but more so like his likability and relatability. And we talked about this before, but not, not so much with others as it, much, as, as it meant so much for himself, the way he actually viewed himself, the perception of himself. And the perception of himself was really just a, having a, a direct impact into the perception, the perception of reality, in this particular case, a factual reality, of course, of what was going on in his life and why he was simply unable to get ahead. And so I, I will say this, for those of us in situations like this, and those of us that are wondering why it is things are happening to us and they're not yielding this outcome that we want, many of times, you know, I, I will say I have wholehearted belief in that you are whole. You have everything you need within you to actually get ahead for the most part. Some of us may need particular skill sets and expertise, but others, we have it all. So no matter how many courses you take, no matter how many LinkedIn learning courses, you know, you, you get certified for, how many boot camps you take, you know, how many certifications you strive to get after and how many sort of badges of honor you put on your LinkedIn profile or your resume or your portfolio, you know, your inability to see that the reason behind you not yielding these positive outcomes is due to flawed belief systems you may have, perhaps a superfluous ego, decisions you've already made in the subconscious, cognitive distortions, perhaps, which we've talked about here before. But here today, it is the perception of yourself that I'd like to shed light on and put into the spotlight. Now, I'm not going to talk so much about the way, or let's just say the why you feel a particular way. I, I'm not going to remind you here of, or maybe I will just very, very briefly, of how much I want you to feel enlivened and embrace the opportunities ahead of you and to attach a narrative of optimism despite whatever it is you have gone through 
or are currently going through. My wish, of course, and this is no surprise to most of you here listening to me today, and that, you know, my wish is that you're in a good place, that you're in a good place mentally and emotionally, always, right? And so instead, I'm going to talk about three drivers, three very, very important drivers that inhibit your ability to enhance the perception you have or want of yourself so that it may reflect finally reflect, positively reflect on the faces, feedback, and feelings of others relating to your goals, right? To your intended goals, right? And that may be, you know, a presentation, a pitch, um, an interview you're having. I want it to reflect, right? I want it to reflect directly on the faces. And I know we're in a virtual world for the most part, but nevertheless, reflect on the faces, Reflect on the feedback, the written feedback, right? The oral feedback as well when people huddle back and they, they start discussing whether or not they want to move forward uh, with your candidacy or discussing the caliber of your candidacy in an application or discuss those, those feelings that they have of your future value add, of your cultural fit or your add-on to the organization, right? All of these things yielding more positive outcomes towards your goals, and those three things here that I talk about with my clients time and time again on the leadership side of things are as follows. These are three C's that get you closer to what you need to sort of change this perception that you may be feeling about yourself today or enhance it at minimum so that you achieve these intended outcomes, these goals these, these noble sorts of things that you want for yourself in an amplified and accelerated way. And so the first one is capability, capability. Now, many of us view our capability in different ways. Um, and if I asked you directly, you know, are you overworked? I'm sure many of you would say, Rami, there is no shortage of work. I am definitely, definitely at capacity or near capacity or over capacity for, for the most part, right? If I ask most of you today, I believe you listening to me here today would say, Rami, I may not be overworked, but I'm certainly at capacity. I'm certainly at capacity. But perhaps, perhaps I'm going to take a guess. Most of you are going to say, Rami, you know, I am in fact overworked. I am in fact overworked. And so if I ask you the follow-up question to that, which would, be, which would be, you know, well, if you're overworked, do you believe you're utilized or utilized to your fullest? I believe here most of you would say, Rami, okay, you got me. I'm overworked and I'm, and I'm underutilized. And that obviously pains me. That obviously pains me because there is nothing more detrimental to the perception that we have of ourselves or our ability to have a positive perception of ourselves than the feeling of being overworked and underutilized. I mean, who wants to go into work every single day expecting to show up and be excited when they know that they are not being utilized in the way that they believe they should be? Meaning, I would go to my manager and tell that person that, you know what? you're not getting the best out of me. You're not getting the most out of me. 
You could, and you would, if you'd allow me to do more of what it is I believe I'm aligned to. And we've talked about this before, but let me be more specific here. Your passion, which is what you're passionate for, in addition to your purpose, meaning what it is you're actually doing towards fulfilling that passion, in addition to your profession, so the confluence of these three things, your passion, your purpose, your profession, must yield a level of profitability. And we've talked about this before. And this profitability, of course, is relative. But in this particular case, it could very well be relative to the profitability of your organization. It could be up-leveling other people around you. It could be diversifying channels of revenue. It could be identifying new business opportunities, right? It could be related directly to the profitability of the company. And this, by the way, is one of the clearest and most like omni-like straight, straight path to doing more of what it is that you believe you are capable of, our first C here, at the workplace. And I think it's absolutely amazing. If you can document and speak to your capability in a way that aligns it with the profitability of the organization, and this could be the people, the process, right? Actual business profitability. You are definitely on the right path. You are definitely on the right path because that language definitely speaks to whomever it is, is involved. It would be, I would be hard pressed to believe that if you went to your manager or your superior, whomever it is, and said, you know, if I did more of this, if I was allowed to do more of this, we actually would make more money. We actually would benefit the process of the organization. We would actually make our people more productive. I would be hard pressed to believe that it wasn't, it wouldn't be at least entertained. Okay. And this idea of capability then doesn't fall too much into question so much anymore. Meaning you today feeling underutilized, meaning that your capability has not been reaching its, its potential, even nowhere near its potential. I know the majority of you most likely feel that way today, at least in Rami's world, the majority of you feel that way today. So how, how can we change up that capability? How can we enhance that capability? What can we actually do? And so if we can align it to the business, if we can align it to profitability here, we're on the right path. But capability is huge in how it is we view our perception of, perception of ourselves. If we are in a place where our capability is not aligned with reality, that's the effect of our perception, right? A perception of ourselves. And that perception of ourselves, by the way, starts becoming influenced by so many other things, right? And we seem to not be able to get ahead in other things where we would typically perhaps thrive at because of how it is that we feel about ourselves. So, I mean, let's have some straight real talk here. If you don't feel that your capabilities are valued, or given an opportunity to use and utilize, well, how on earth are you going to feel good about yourself you know, every single day? How on earth are you gonna feel excited about where you're gonna be going into work, right? And so your capability is huge. And so what I want us to do here is just focus on for a moment here, 
how your capability can be enhanced, at least the perception of your capability. And so what this really, really means is that if we want to change the perception of our capability, we've got to put in the work. We cannot actually think like, you know what, Rami, if only I was given this opportunity, you would see how much I would actually thrive. You know, as much as I would actually want that, that's when our emotions and our passions don't get the best out of us. In fact, they actually become detrimental to our success because what we need to do is in the now. It's today. We need to produce something of quality, okay, enough to actually be believable enough to be provided a new set of capabilities or capabilities that we truly believe that we actually have and that we are aligned to. And that's only going to change when we are able to really showcase our ability towards our capability in the present moment. It's almost like for many of you that have worked with me one-on-one, -on -one, you will not be surprised if I said to you, you know what, our goal right now is to have a call with a recruiter in the future who would ask us what it is we've been doing lately and with great pride and with great excitement and with great joy, we, we respond and we say, let me tell you what I've been doing. And that, that feeling and emotion permeates and penetrates just so powerfully, right, with the other person on the other line. And that is exactly what we want to be doing as it relates to our capability, right? And so I want you to find ways to practice your capability. I want you to find ways to practice your capability. We talked about this um, in previous sessions and talks with one another. One way is the Dobbs method. We mentioned this, right? This Dobbs method, which is, you know, the desire, right? Our, our desire for something, crystallizing that desire. Then we then go to O, which are the outcomes, right? The outcomes that would basically manifest that desire. So if there was a desire that I had and there was an outcome related to it, what would that outcome be? What are the barriers to that outcome? And what's the strategy used that, that we can use um, to navigate around that so we can actually achieve that outcome. So that, that outcome then becomes the, the real desire, like on the ground sort of desire. And all that really does here is it actually pushes our capability, right? Pushes our capability. You know, if, if we truly believe we are capable towards something, we've got to act now in order to produce those opportunities for ourselves. And so this may mean for you that you have to go out of your way to do something totally unrelated to what you're doing today, but something that is of value towards others and get feedback on that value, right? And so let's just say, let's just say, for example, one of you is working on a particular project that, you know, you say to yourself, I could be doing so much more. If I was only just working on this instead of this, man, Rami, I would prove it in an instant, boom, 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 instantaneously, how much of a value add I actually am. So then I would then suggest in this particular case, that you actually create an opportunity outside of your current scope to get involved with this project. And you may be saying, well, Rami, I can't own this project because it's actually not, not part of my scope, not part of my realm, not part of my requirements and my particular role. Then I would say partner up with someone in your organization that actually would be able to take some of the value that you would actually add and then have a shared success instead if you can't go at it alone. But if you can go at it alone, make this a side project, sell this as a side project, write up, write up what it is that can take place 
based on your involvement in this project. Or at the very, very least, write up what can take place as a result of this project taking place to begin with because it may not exist today. And I want you to take that, read it out loud, see how it sounds. If it sounds compelling enough and if it's quantifiable and measurable in nature in some way, right? you can take that to whomever it is that is responsible for your day-to-day -day activities here, right? And ask for permission to get involved in some way. And I'm sure many of you may maybe, you know, have some pushback. Well, you know, I'm not sure if we can get involved in this. Try to sell it in a way where you're actually doing it, where your, your manager or whomever it is would say to you, you know what? If you can take care of what you're doing today, then fine. Like I, be, I may be okay with what it is that you're actually doing. I literally want you to believe in that possibility because that is one of the few ways that we can actually truly showcase, highlight, and spotlight our capability. And our capability has so much to do with the perception we have of ourselves. If we are feeling, and you may be thinking, Rami, have you driven this point home? I hope I'm driving it home because I want you to truly remember it. If you truly feel that you are aligned at work with activities that correlate to your capabilities, then the perception of yourself will change and will, and will yield much more positively, right? It's like that Galileo quote that I've mentioned before, that passion is the genesis of all genius. It's almost the same thing here, but passion isn't enough. You've got to be doing, you've got to be in purpose mode, like actually doing it. And when you actually do this and you feel a particular way, well, what do I want for you here? What, what do I truly want for you here? What, what I want is for you to actually have conversations in the future, whether or not you are currently employed in an organization or having a conversation with a hiring manager and a recruiter in the future to then say like, yeah, I am so proud of what it is that I'm doing. I am so excited about what it is that I'm doing. You know, I would be so happy to share this. And you truly do believe that, not just actually say it, because the reality is the perception you have of yourself is aligned with the perception of reality, of reality here. And there is no greater formula than that. It's a beautiful thing. And so this is something that I truly, truly want you to capitalize on. This, this sense of capability, number one, our, our first C here out of the three C's to get it, to get you closer to what you need. Number two, capacity. Capacity is our, second, is our second C out of those three Cs. Many of us believe we don't have a particular capacity to do particular things, meaning we are at 110%. Or, you know what, we are not at 110%, we are at 10 or 20%, but that's just because of the capability, Rami, and we discussed that, we discussed that right now. But our capacity here has a lot to do with how it is that we view time. And I have said many of times, that time is in fact an emotion, or at least we should view time as an emotion. We either have, or either we feel that we have a lot of it, or we have too little of it, we want more of it, or we wish we could get rid of it. It goes on and on and on, of course. But capacity here has a lot to do with how it is that we perceive ourselves. If I perceive myself every single day thinking that, I just don't have the capacity to do what it is that I can do, to do what it is that I'm aligned towards? Well, how on earth am I going to show up in a future conversation with somebody and discuss how it is I truly have that future value add when my perception of my capacity is not one that yields positive. In fact, it actually yields in, in, in a form of deficiency here. 
And that is not what we want. And that is not what we want. I know that's not what you want as it relates to your capacity. So here again, capacity has a direct or indirect correlation to what? To our perception of ourselves, to our perception of ourselves. And if we feel that we do not have the capacity to do things that are aligned to us, right? Or at least the capacity to think beyond the opportunities we have at hand. And in fact, to have the capacity to really view that we actually do and can control a narrative to create opportunity for ourselves, or how on earth are we going to perceive ourselves in a future conversation? For those of you that are in roles today, well, how on earth are you going to be perceived today, right? When you are actually presenting something that has been required of you. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could be in a position where what you're presenting in your current capacity, right, is only the surface of what it is you could be doing in the future. In our last talk with one another, I mentioned something called sprezzatura. Remember, this was uh, Castiglione's book of Courtier, of producing in a way where it's absolutely natural to you, like effortless to you, right, without, without showing that you've made much effort to it. That could be related very much to how you view capacity. Do you want to actually tell those that you're working with that you've been up at four in the morning, you know, or, or working late nights just to get the work done? Does that work for you? Or does it perhaps, you know, be, would it perhaps be beneficial for you to actually show up in a way where you say, you know what, I did this and here it is. It's of great quality, but you know what, what I could be doing more of, or what could I got, what, what, what I could actually suggest to do more of is the following, right? Many of you are not actually giving an opinion, right? You may think you are, right? But you're actually not. Many of you are formulating simple status, facilitating conversations. And that may be something absolutely fine and wonderful and great and expected and rewarded, but I want you to have an opinion. And in this particular case, an opinion of the capacity of our success in a particular role, meaning we could be doing other things here to really promote this mission and vision, this product and service, right? Our people, the culture, right? And, and, it, and it could be the capacity of ourselves, meaning like, can I actually do this? Well, can you actually do it? Start doing it and then we can talk later. Then we can talk later, but but get there. And you don't and you don't have to actually share this with anyone just yet. This could be you in between yourself. And, you know, you can reach out to people that we've talked about in our program, our fabulous five, and, and ask them for their opinion, right? Or perhaps you need to understand your capacity here to do things, not because of your inability to actually get moving and start doing them, but because of your belief systems and how it is you truly you truly believe what's going to take place as a result of it. So, so capacity here, our capacity in a multitude of ways, right? Capacity is a relative term here, but it can be a multitude of things. And we've talked about what some of those may be. Our capacity here has a direct correlation to the perception we have of ourselves. And so when we go into an interview and in a conversation, we're asked something that is forward looking, right? You know, why do you believe that you are the best fit for this role? What do we default back to? Jesus, our capacity. Lord, Ram, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad, Abraham, whomever, right? It goes back to, it goes back a lot to our capacity as well. It goes back to our capability, of course, but it also goes back to our capacity. And this is something that, that again, directly relates to the perception we have of ourselves. And the way we respond to that question 
the way we respond, not answer, because answering creates a dilemma. We don't want a yes or no. We're feeling like we're right or wrong here. The way we respond to such a question is not so much of what it is that we're going to be saying here again, but how we're going to be making other people feel. And this is a direct link, boom, direct link, direct channel to how it is we perceive ourselves. And the way we perceive ourselves in that moment, maybe because the reality is just not yielding the outcome that we intended. And so we don't come across as compelling in nature as we could be. That's number two, capacity. That's number two, capacity. So we had capability, capacity, and number three, as it relates to your perception of yourself, right? Commitment, commitment. Practice is the mother of all skill. Practice is the mother of all skill. Practice is king, right? We need to commit to ourselves. And commitment to ourselves here doesn't just mean a promise. Doesn't mean like, you know, a, a, a bracelet or a chain of promise here. That's not the commitment that I'm talking about here. That's not the commitment I'm talking about here. Commitment here is actually, in many ways, a mixture of our capability and our capacity in yielding a practice, what we're actually doing. That is the commitment, the doing. Now, I know, you know, we can, we, we can sign forms and declarations and manifestations and mantras and incantations. And those are all wonderful. Those are all absolutely wonderful, right? We can have our vision boards, you know, we can, we can, we can sit down, we can meditate, we can, we can visualize, we can see things and they can be absolutely beautiful. They can be absolutely beautiful. But I want us to get out of our mind and onto the ground. I want you to do more and think less here because you've got beautiful brains, you've got beautiful minds. Do more here. The commitment here is what it is you will do sustainably in the long run, right? It's like, you know, when we're asked, what is quality? Well, quality is sustainability, right? Something that can transcend years on out and continue moving forward and something that can be built upon, right? Maybe it's something very simple, right? That we can actually build upon in the future, but it actually has a lot to do with the act of doing. And so your commitment here is, is not just retaining this information. It's not just feeling empowered after our conversations, which of course I would absolutely love for you to do. It's, it's, it's imperative that you do. It's imperative that you're actually in a state of mind where you feel empowered to do Anything you set your mind to, right? Anything you set your mind to. Make, make those fantasies a reality, right? But you've got to commit to doing it. Like literally doing it. So asking yourself here, what activities can align the perception that you want to have of yourself reflected into and upon others, right? And that is, that is what I'm talking about here. That is the commitment that I'm asking you to make. It is one of doing. We mentioned earlier passions, what we were passionate about here, what we feel so strongly over, and purpose, right? What we're actually doing here, the doing, and our profession, these this trifecta confluence of three things will yield some level of profitability, right? That's our alignment. And that profitability, of course, again, is relative here. This is the purpose. This is the purpose side of things. This is the act of doing your commitment. And if you can master that, 
even if it's not yielding something instantaneously, and you don't need me to tell you this, we're in a world where we expect things like pronto, pronto, give it to me, right? Notifications, instant gratification, information, and a famine of attention. All of that is taking place today. So if it's instantaneous you're looking at, you will be disappointed. If it can be stacked over time through your commitment, you will start yielding positive outcomes. And for those of you that have worked in the one-on-one or have been a part of my programs, you know this. We've reached inflection points where it's like, should I really be doing this? Why should I be doing? It's not yielding anything right now. I, I'm being ghosted. I, I'm being told no. I'm not. I'm not getting that reply that I actually want. Well, here it's it's feeling so strongly about our capability and our capacity in this particular instance, right? That it doesn't really matter if we're actually going to be yielding the results today. We're looking forward to the future. That's our commitment, right? If we want to nourish our network, we've got to put some effort into it, right? If we want to grow, you know, our impact and our influence in the industry, well, we need to contribute. And I've said this time and again, right? That which you want to receive, you must be prepared to give. And giving here is all about the commitment. So commit to yourself, not by making a verbal pact here or a written pact between you and yourself, but one that's actually of doing. And may that align to the perception that is deserving of you, the perception that you want for yourself, so that it can actually be infectious in a way where others that encounter your circle of proximity can feel what you intended for them to feel. And the outcome that you work so hard to achieve is finally yielded positively. If you've gotten this far in my podcast, I'm hoping that means that you love my coaching content. If you'd like to continue the journey with me on a much deeper, personal, and immersive level, please visit my website at ramibalut.com and schedule a 45-minute Real Talk session with me. You can also enroll my online program at theworkingant.com and join me for five months of weekly live group coaching where you can ask me your questions live in a group coaching setting. Use code PODCAST for an incredible discount at checkout. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Your career fulfillment is so important to me. You deserve nothing less than that. I truly hope you take what we talked about today and use it deliberately, practically, and strategically to accelerate your next career transition, conversation, or simply just to nourish your personal and professional life. If you'd like to receive periodic content from me, please visit RamiBalut.com and register for my mailing list by signing up to receive your free ebook, which by the way, is an awesome ebook, if I may say. Until next time, this is your host and coach, Rami Balut, signing off for today's podcast on The Working At. Remember, if not you, then who? If not now, then when?